Since my last episode, the president was impeached by the House and then acquitted by the Senate. Apparently, he was guilty, but not guilty enough. And as that process was playing out, a novel coronavirus was making its way across the globe. And it's made its way to the United States and has led to an unprecedented national response. Now a large portion of our country is spending most of their time at home. And we're trying to keep a safe distance from each other. And we're disinfecting everything we come in contact with. Guilty. President of the United States, Donald John Trump. Guilty. 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 Not guilty. No witnesses testify at a trial. We're supposed to take it seriously. Maybe not. But about obstructing Congress and by not allowing witnesses is obstructing Congress. Half the Congress, the Senate, half of the Congress says, oh well, we've heard, yeah, he did some bad stuff, but it's not impeachable. So let's not even bother hearing any more evidence. Donald John Trump, President of the United States, is not guilty as charged in the second article of impeachment. He clearly is. The Senate having tried Donald John Trump, President of the United States, and two-thirds of the senators present not having found him guilty of the charges contained therein, it is therefore ordered and adjudged that the said Donald John Trump be, and he is hereby, acquitted of the charges in said articles. Before this uh, process fully concludes, I want to very quickly thank the Chief Justice and Chief Justice Roberts for having to help perform this unique role. Right, guys? So thank you all very much for your work. I move that the Senate, sitting as a court of impeachment on the articles against Donald John Trump, adjourn, sign it up. Without objection, the motion is agreed to. The Senate sitting as a court of impeachment stands adjourned. Sine die. 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 So to anybody that was paying the least bit of attention, it was very clear that Donald Trump had obstructed Congress at the very, very least. Just like he obstructed the Mueller investigation. And, you know, it does seem like using government funds to extract politically favorable actions from another head of state does seem like a pretty clear abuse of power. And it does seem like a funny coincidence that the same senators that were able to stand in front of the American people and say that the president was not guilty didn't bring in any witnesses that could reinforce that opinion and comfort the American people that an honest and true decision was being made, not just a political maneuver. I mean, a very good argument could be made that the Senate itself was obstructing justice by not calling 
more witnesses to give first-hand accounts of what occurred. Then they complain that there's no first-hand accounts. So we have a president who obstructs justice, and then a Senate that also obstructs justice. And then has the audacity to complain that there weren't any first-hand witnesses of the alleged crimes. Probably thinks Nixon was a fool. Maybe he saw the David Foster video where Nixon said, if the president does it, it's not a crime. Maybe the truth isn't that important. I mean, it's important to me. I believe a pretty good percentage of people, but perhaps lying is more efficacious. It gets the job done. The truth and honesty leaves open the possibility for all kinds of ambiguity, uncertainty, being honest about it, whereas somebody's got some message from God or, I don't know, getting struck by lightning or being in a coma or whatever the reason, but they've got a clear vision that doesn't doesn't get messed up with by uh, nuance. You just choose your belief and then do everything in your power to uh, bring it to a uh, desired conclusion. And you use whatever techniques necessary. Defining the narrative, making up facts, ignoring information, silencing critics, destroying information, lying, bullying, deceiving. But hey, if it worked, can't knock success. Can you? Can you? So if you have leaders that have already proven that they will lie, hell, they'll tell the press that somebody's guilty of doing something. And then because they don't want to see him removed from office, they will go and say, not guilty. The same offenses that they said he was definitely guilty of. So now we're stuck with leaders who we cannot trust, who have proven that they will say the opposite of the truth. And it puts you in an uncomfortable situation if some sort of emergency comes up. And we have to depend on our leaders to know what's the proper next step to take or how serious the problem is. It's hard to feel confident about the information that you're receiving. Don't be a cutie pie, okay? So it is, I believe, the 19th of March, 2020. The United States is beginning to mount a response to the COVID-19 virus. So technically, COVID-19 is the infection caused by a coronavirus, which we are calling the coronavirus, simply because it's the coronavirus of the day. But there's a few others of them, five or six at least, that affect humans. 
still don't have enough test kits, so we don't have a healthcare system designed to deal with these kind of things and our every man for himself set up and we're dealing with anti-science people and anti-government people having the most power currently in a time of that what we need more than anything else is science. This is a huge crisis. I think this is a great pandemic, the likes of which nobody's seen before. That you have a huge amount of danger with. At least a decent national response, or ideally we would, we could, we have the money and we have the knowledge, wonder what we're lacking. We got morons going to the beach and hanging out in close proximity to each other when they've been warned not to. If you're young and healthy, probably won't bother you, but you could be killing other folks, including your relatives. They might want to consider that. I would like you to do that. I don't like the idea of doing it. I'm so confused. When Trump said he wanted to drain the swamp, I just presumed that he was going to get rid of all the lobbyists and, and, and the big money interests. Everybody said, well, he's not doing it for the money. He's already rich. He doesn't need any more money. He's going there because he cares about the country. <laughs> he only cares about one thing, money and more money. That's why he worships Vladimir Putin, perhaps the richest man in the world. And he'd be happy to be a fourth-rate oligarch in Russia. But he's not there yet. But his incompetence is really a problem at this time. When a country's in need of support, assurance, thoughtful, calm, reliable leader. So, nice to be with you. We got a guy that can't get his facts straight. Anybody that needs a test can have a test. They're all set. They have them out there. In addition to that, they're making millions of more as we speak. But as of right now and yesterday, anybody that needs a test, that's the important thing. And the tests are all perfect. Like the letter was perfect. The transcription was perfect, right? This was not as perfect as that, but pretty good. We do have this head of the National Institute of Health. He's a good guy. Anthony Fauci. And he finally got the Trump administration to realize that this virus was a serious problem. And interestingly, 40 years ago, he had to get President Ronald Reagan to understand that the AIDS virus was a serious problem. There's a problem with these anti-science people. And this whole every man for himself and cut taxes. When Trump went to drain the swamp, though, I thought he was getting rid of the big money guys and the lobbyists. Turns out he was getting rid of all the competent people, the people that have been at their jobs for a while and know what they're doing. He calls them the deep state. Some of us might describe them as experienced civil servants. Just the kind of thing you need, the kind of people you want to have around when you're confronting a novel coronavirus. We're in a constant uh, 
grouping, and I, I can say this, we have a large grouping of people that does nothing but communicate. But maybe, maybe this is our chance, us being the science-based logical thinkers, make our point that you're wishful thinking, imaginary God, propaganda style of gaining information is useless in a time when you really need to know what to do. I think uh, we're listening to many people. I feel that I was as a paramedic, it, it started to make a lot of sense. One of the things that was pointed out in this interview with one of the doctors, foremost doctors that has studied the coronavirus, says that the nasal passages, passages and the nasal membranes are the coolest part of the body. That's why the virus tends to go there until it then becomes healthy enough to go into the lungs. This sounds really goofy and it did to me too, but it works. Once the temperature reaches 136 degrees Fahrenheit, the virus falls apart and just it disintegrates, okay? And I said, well, how would you get the temperature up to 132 degrees? The answer was you use a blow dryer because it's capable of doing that. So you hold a blow dryer in front of your face and you inhale with your nose and it kills all the viruses in your nose. This was on OAN and One American News Network, which is the fastest growing national network on cable. And uh, it's, it's the new Fox News, if you want to know the truth. And it was a doctor, and it what did have his credentials, that he has been one of the foremost doctors in studying, you know, how this is transmitted. And that's where that came from. And I agree with you. There's a lot of baloney out there on social media. You've got to be very careful. But I only brought it up because it came from a pretty reliable source. This is, sounds really goofy. This sounds really goofy. This sounds really goofy. It may work and it may not work. I feel good about it. Let's see what happens. I feel good about it. So there's a feeling. I got it. And we're going to see. You're going to see soon enough. Look at the people. There are a lot of people that are in big trouble. Now, see, I can agree with the president when he makes that comment. However, I want to know, what are we going to do with such an ignoramus in charge of our country during such a trying time? I think it's a very nasty question, and I think it's a very bad signal that you're putting out to the American people. People, look at the people. Look, look, look at the people. And we're being led by a guy that has no understanding of science at all. And he keeps standing in front of the people that do have the understanding of science giving misinformation when they could be giving the public important information. Uh, I say that you're a terrible reporter. That's what I say. Smart guy. Let me just tell you something. You know, smart guy. Smart guy. I feel good. Uh, I feel there's a feeling. Uh, uh, I feel good. I feel good. good. The American people are looking for answers and they're looking for hope. Does the President of the United States have any answers, and can he offer us any hope? Such a lovely question. I think it's a very nasty question, and I think it's a very bad signal that you're putting out to the American people. And we have certainly some very big samples of a drug, that, and uh, this drug that obviously uh, I can speak from a lot of experience, been here for over 20 years. So it's a drug that unbelievable monumental effect, like very big. Look, 
It may work and it may not work. And I'm not being overly optimistic or pessimistic. I think that it may work and it may not work. It's like a brand new drug that's been just created. And I agree with the doctor what he said. May work, may kill you. Uh, We're going to know very soon. Give it a try. What the hell do you have to lose? May kill you very soon. Now it's March 28th. And many of us Americans, United States citizens, have been lying low for the last week or two trying to minimize our contact with other people, trying to isolate this coronavirus and avoid getting COVID-19 infection. It's weird. Seems like everything's going to change. about the coronavirus COVID-19 situation is there's a lot fewer airplanes and I can catch a lot better ambient sounds although by the time I get my podcast done 